Everyone's a winner, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Phil Foden pounced late and Norwich are on the verge. It's Wednesday, 7th of April. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vidushin Hunteraja. Greetings one and all, and I hope you're doing well after that juicy Champions League action. Jim Campbell, you're very bright and bushy-tailed after that. I, I sure am. <laughs> Damn right you are. Vish, um, what about you? Or do you still wish that Man United were involved? No, Jim and I know the cool kids only play on Thursdays. Exactly. <laughs> so, Pre-Kend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre-Kend. The, the, the things the... I learned from you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Thursdays and Friday, we all know that. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I, I was, you know what? I was annoyed a bit yesterday because oh, they're yeah. all at the same time mm, and yeah. I've, I've got, yeah. I've got big screen. You've got little screen. And then I've got little screen. Some screens as big as your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you watch both, you sort of end up watching neither as well, don't you? So yeah. You've got to pick one. And yeah. then when you pick the one and then a goal goes in the, oh, I've Which made is the... What I, yeah, I watched yeah. the half of each and it felt kind of unsatisfying. Mm. Yeah. I, I was just flicking back and forth and I thought, you know, I'm going to set with it. So I ended up sticking with Liverpool Real Madrid because I thought... I can't watch Manchester City win, but I could watch Liverpool lose. <laughs> and that, and that, was, that was essentially the choice oh, I made. I yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Fair I mean, enough. Do you think, though, that when... Do you want goal updates from the other game, or would you prefer to watch them the highlights clean and not know what's gone on? Uh, this is a message for BT Sport, by the way. Mm. Uh, well, if they're listening, get Jules off. Can we say that? Yeah. <laughs> not like that. Get her off the screen. Mm-hmm. Hold on, Jim. Let's just give Vish a bit yeah. of room here. Um, don't fire Jules, BT. She's really good. Ah, oh, there you <laughs> are. You see, Jules. You see, he's showing his true colours at last. Yeah. Uh, but, gentlemen, we go to uh, Madrid in their muggy little stadium. They played uh, Liverpool yeah. in. Uh, it looked, they, like, looked like a training game, didn't it? They did, Jim. Uh, Honestly, were they playing on Pro Evo? Because what, <laughs> what, what, what on earth was that? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Tony Cruz, uh, or, or the mayor of Madrid, as he was in that game. My yeah. goodness. I mean, Barney Rone in the, in the, uh, Barney Rone in the Guardian wrote about Cruz having made no tackles, no dribbles or headers in that first half. He just passed and passed the ball to his heart's content. It's a sweet life, that, isn't it? It was. I mean, what <laughs> a... It's just the, one of the most fun bits. You don't get... It's like, it's like playing a video game with yeah. cheat codes on. Uh-huh. It's mm. like playing Grand Theft Auto where you've got all the weapons. <laughs> Cruise is just set. So I, I, all I want to do is pass today. Yeah. Well done for not saying cruise control, which a lot of people do. Thanks. Um, leaving it for me. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, what, what was up with Liverpool, Fish? I mean, they... Their sort of their combination of a high line and giving the ball away constantly isn't a recipe for success. You know, when you, when you put them together like that, yeah, it does seem <laughs> quite problematic. That, doesn't it? I mean, they didn't have a shot on target um, or a single shot at all in the first half of the Champions League over the first time since November 2014, which was against um, Real Madrid under old bre- uh, brother Brendy Rogers. Um, both are much better now, Liverpool and Brendan Rogers. But it's but it is interesting that that Liverpool. I know they've stuttered a bit this season and they've not been themselves and injuries and, and so on and so forth. But that first half was so lacklustre. Yeah, yeah, it really was. The amount of space that they left Tony Cruz, you know, obviously it was a very good pass and exceptional control and mm. finish from Vinicius. But I can't remember who it was in the, in the BT Sports studio, but they made a point of saying that Liverpool at their very best do not give Cruz any, no. anywhere near that kind of room. Well, that's yeah. it. The and pressing, you know, the the industry yeah. they have in the centre of the pitch, and I suppose it, I suppose it's the, their their troubles this season, and specifically their troubles last night, were be, purely because because well because of the way they play, 
everyone has to do everything spot on and that requires them to be the peak physicality and and just on it because mm-hmm. if you you know if if one person presses it affects everyone else yeah, so yeah. they all shift in the in their own well, if one goes way. everyone's got to go <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know exactly. all is one and one for all <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> but um but when it's slightly off you know it has a similar knock on effect on mm-hmm. on everyone else and that's what really ha- seemed to happen yesterday the way they were they weren't even caught out of position they were caught out of position you know with their laces tied together and trousers mm-hmm. around their ankles yeah. it was at times, quite embarrassing. And yeah. to be fair, they might reflect on that maybe t- this morning and think, well, thank God it was only 3-1 and thank God we got that one yeah. because it could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah. yeah, I mean, weird little Mickey made the point as well that um, <laughs> like, if if this was a full-strength Liverpool team, Madrid probably would have played a little bit differently. I mean, can you imagine them just pumping long balls straight down the centre? They yeah, just wouldn't yeah. have even bothered doing that. And it makes me, th- it makes me feel kind of, that this must be increasingly surreal for Liverpool fans mm. when you see that backline compared to what it was at the start of the season. Like, if you're a casual fan and you you, you were sort of dazzled by Liverpool over the last few seasons, say you don't mm. you like football, you, you don't watch a lot of it. You tune into that game, you think, who are those blokes in Liverpool's defence? Like, yeah. literally, who are they? And it makes you think that Liverpool have got to adapt to that probably a lot more than they than they are. They can't. They can't play the same game with, with the kind of personnel that they have yeah, that they've been right. that has been so successful for them in the last few seasons because clearly they can be undone by quite simple things like this. Mm. Yeah, and uh, the one time Cruz did put a pass wrong, Trent Alexander-Arnold helped him out. Mm. I mean, that's the thing. It's another assist, isn't it? Well, in a way, um, I, I much been made about Alexander-Arnold's performance. I, mean, I don't think that does anything with regards to the Euros or anything like that, personally. He had some really good moments as well, though. He oh, kind he of did. stopped a goal with an interception at one point. He stopped, well, he stopped a couple in the second half, yeah. yeah. Well, second half, they were much yeah. improved, uh, Liverpool, you would say. Uh, but what did you think of Klopp? He was furious with the referee, saying that he must have had sort of something against Sadio Mane. He was very angry. I, di- I didn't think it was that bad. No, I, I thought the the referee let the game flow quite a lot. I, I felt like there were fouls on both sides that mm. were, or, you know, small fouls that weren't given for the benefit, I suppose, of keeping the game running. And yeah. I think Liverpool, I, I mean, I, I'm saying that I didn't really pay too much attention to it beyond reflecting on it after seeing those um, club quotes. But I, mm. I kind of felt like it was six of one, half a dozen of the other. I didn't, I don't remember anything particularly outlandish. There was mm. that, Moment where it looked like Mane got fouled twice. The first time he stayed mm-hmm. on his feet on the edge of the box, and then, and then got taken down. I thought maybe that could have gone his way, but he had nothing particularly glaring. But I don't know. I, I think I, I feel a I feel a bit for Klopp. He's obviously been through a hell of a lot this year, and mm-hmm. so for stuff to be as it is mm-hmm. on the field is yeah. is quite problematic as well, and I'm gonna gonna contribute to that because you know he was asked about Naby Keita. Well, yes, he was, and he and I, I can I can understand his thinking because he you, he. He almost his by answer. Well, sorry, his his start to the answer of his to that question was basically, "Oh, it's a thing now, isn't it? Shit, it's a thing. What can I say? Oh no, it, oh yeah, fine. It was it was tactical. He's basically trying to shield Cater mm. while also shielding himself from the fact that he made a mistake by not playing Tiago. Well, it's either yeah, exactly. It's either or not starting Tiago rather. Yeah, there's 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 either it's Kaita who's been very poor, Jim. And he's thinking, well, bloody hell, I know there's only a few minutes left of the half. He either wants to make an example of him or think, I need to change this because we can't go in 3-0 yeah. down. Um, but also, that does reflect badly on Klopp because it shows you that maybe he set up, you know, incorrectly. Well, it does, but it also, it's quite brave at the same time, knowing that it's going to sort of cause a media storm and being in a mm-hmm. situation where it's like, all right, if we're 2-0 down, this could get away from us mm-hmm. in, in a way that is... Uh, 
a disaster and it's do something about it now or 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 don't at all mm-hmm. and risk it becoming just you know right off now so i i think fair enough you know it's a bold call mm-hmm. he he had to make it and he did so i don't i don't actually think it i don't think it's that i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing no okay. yeah well, you, you can't be too proud to admit you've made a mistake and then no. you know yeah no fair enough it. um i mean to be honest with you though as as liverpool were that bad and 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 whatnot you can't imagine them repeating that performance again at anfield obviously the fans won't be there but in a weird way actually i would i would think to try and find positives well it was bad they gave them a lot of room alexander arnold it was it was a mistake for the goal even the third goal okay yeah, fair all, enough, all was... of the goals i think are very avoidable yeah and i understand you know klopp himself said i think madrid real madrid should have won the game but actually it's going in the second leg They've, they've, you know, they've got pedigree for overturning these big results. We can yeah. all agree on that because it's factual. Um, I, I would sort of say, well, actually, let's look at the positives here. Surely they're not going to play that badly again. And they, it's all to play for. That sounds like a challenge, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Come on, Clubby, what are you going to show me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, how much... It seems an obvious thing to talk about, but you know, how much does the complete lack of um, fans being at Anfield make a difference to, to, to the, you know, these European nights where... Anfield is an absolute terrifying fortress yeah, Madrid, for anyone visiting. Sure, but Real Madrid aren't even playing at the Bernabeu. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that kind of feeds into the same point, doesn't it? It's yeah. moot when there are no fans there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, need to, get, you need to... Look, you think Liverpool were there wanting to get the white hankies out. I'm like, God, there's none here. <laughs> <laughs> and this Pro Evo Stadium with this Pro Evo region, Nat Phillips. Well, speaking of white hankies, did you see that Real Madrid presidential candidate Enrique Riquelme... He's done a bit of a, a rapid U-turn. He said before the match, Zidane will not be our manager. We're looking for another profile. A name that I really like is Jurgen Klopp. Mm. Why is he saying that? That's very strange. No way he's saying that. That's where I destabilised Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> and it, apparently it's worked. But Zidane said recently that he'd like to manage Juventus in the future. Mm. That'd be quite nice. Be interesting. Yeah, it's an obvious fit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, my, my, my favourite kind of Zidane-related Juventus story, and I, I don't care if it's not true, so don't email in, because okay. I, I choose to believe it. Mm. That's how I'm living my life now. Right. Um, well, everyone else is doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well have our own fake news, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but apparently, like, he... Um, <laughs> He was a smoker when he was younger and he quit and then he got to his second season at Juventus and thought, I'm really good now and took it up. It took smoking back up again. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) Don't need these lungs, I've got these feet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. Uh, Did you see that uh, uh, Richarlison posted a photo of him and Vinicius together with the old eyes emoji? (laughs) Nice. What was he suggesting that I taught him that? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> In fact, that's exactly what Richarlison suggesting, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's your go-to emoji, isn't it? So it to is. Be honest, you love I would, the eyes. It's, it's a brilliant like, emoji, yeah. Yeah, I like the thumbs up, the dancey guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, always with the aubergine you, aren't you? Yeah, the aubergine and the splash. That's never what I yeah. use, and you both know that. Yeah. Jim, what are your faves? As you know, Marcus, my mm-hmm. favourite emoji is a little sticker I've made that is my own face wearing sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Did you do that yourself? I did do that myself. Yeah. How do you, how'd you do that? It wasn't like, you know, the, the emoji company or whatever they are. Yeah. No, you just, you just, there are various apps where you can just cut out pictures and just turn them into stickers and use them in the same way you might emo- do emojis. I might do every emoji expression at one point. I've done about three. You've got to be careful. Been bored. Pete, Pete has a, a, a mould of your Pete head. Pete does have a bust of my head, and he, should, he will have one of yours at some point bust. as well. Yeah, so, we, yeah, that's not going anywhere good, is it? Uh huh. 
I might try and do my own eyes as the eyes emoji then. Yeah, yeah, do that. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the details. It's really not that hard. Brilliant, okay. Yeah. Should we do that now? Can we set yeah. this off? Uh, I think <laughs> after what Jim just reminded me of, Jim and I need to get ourselves a lawyer. Yes, <laughs> and a very good one at that. Um, uh, yes, well, uh, oh, also, uh, speaking of uh, uh, social media, uh, Declan Rice tweeted, watching Tony Cruz is very special. Cruz replied, thanks, mate. Mm. Tapping up in public. Indeed. <laughs> Cruz for first, Ham. Yeah, Foden and Harlan were at last night as well. Yeah, that was... Really intimate, actually, wasn't it? Oh, it was, and it was yeah. quite sweet, it, just at how much taller than than Foden uh, Holland is. I know, yeah. He, he could have, you know, when you're a kid and you get like a hedgehog in your garden and you keep it in a little kind of old ice cream tub. None of us know how. I, I yeah. thought very I'd... specific. No memory. one's ever done that. Are you joking? No. no. Oh, I mean, no, no, you know, I, I would love not... to have done that. I just never had the opportunity. I'm quite sure it's against rules as well. Yeah, what are they going to do? Okay, I've got the silverback gorillas from yesterday with guns protecting <laughs> me. But yeah, you're like, so you get like a... You get a little, gorilla warfare is not what you yeah. mean. <laughs> but you get like, um, yeah, you get like an old ice cream tub, you can keep a little hedgehog in it. I basically thought... <laughs> yeah, but you don't actually endorse that though, do you, Fish? Oh, it's quite sweet. If you look up, it's quite treacherous out there for hedgehogs. It is actually. Um, but yeah, I, I wondered if uh, he thought like Harlan thought Foden was a little woodland creature. Like, oh, yeah. I'll take I'm that. keep this. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was quite good at football. Yeah, maybe I'll it, get it, it to do tricks. He does look like a kind of type who maybe shot a BB gun at a pigeon. Maybe, but it was uh, it was a, as you say, Jim. It was a very sort of intimate uh, and, mm. and joking. When it, 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 it did Guardiola just say, look, I. Bagiristain and Raiola hate each other. Okay, yeah. we're going to have to do the negotiation yeah. on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's what Phil Foden's saying. Oh, you come in, you come in and join us. Yeah. Oh, do, you, do you like FIFA? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what. Do you like PS4? Well, I tell you what, Jim, they want to tap up Jude Bellingham. Yeah, with that performance, he became the second youngest player to start a Champions League quarterfinal behind uh, only behind uh, Bojan in April two thousand and eight. Uh, which was for Barcelona against Schalke. Jude Bellingham was born in 2003. Yeah, I often oh, think God. about Isn't that mad? being reborn as a baby with all my memories mm. and then living my life again with like the benefit of that experience. Mm-hmm. And I wonder like what I would do and you know how much you know how much better life would be. And oh, I feel yeah. like Jude Bellingham might actually be living that <laughs> experience. The maturity mean, yeah. of him is absolutely phenomenal. Well, even in the even in the interview after, I mean, on the pitch and off the pitch. Yeah, for a seventeen-year-old, he's doing interviews at all. Well, it's incredible. I, I did quite like. Why it, are you it? showing us up like this? It's outrageous, isn't why, it? Why are you, why are you sort of comparing yourself to him? Because I'm, I'm twice you're very as old successful. As it. I'm not. You are. No. You're a journalist. Here. You sat here with Jim and I. I know. Look, I was sat here yesterday. <laughs> Married as man. Well. You know, you've got great trainers. What's the matter with <laughs> you? Nice jumper. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck belly. Yeah. A bit of a potty mouth, which we're working. <laughs> Um, but other than that, but um, asked if he stopped to pinch himself playing in a Champions League quarterfinal at 18. Bellingham said, not really. There's a reason why I'm here. I'm not bad at football. I, so love, I, that. I love that. Because I hate those sycophantic questions. Um, from You hear it within commentary as well. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you see players get asked like that all the time as if like, God, isn't this bloody amazing? Because the, the person asking the question is imagining what it would be like if they were in those yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what yeah. I mean. shoes. But that... it's like, this is the person's reality. Like, yes. he's there for a reason. Yeah, it's not his first trip to Thorpe Park, mate. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. You're a lucky boy, aren't you? Yeah. He's not going to have imposter syndrome because he's trained for this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the way it works. Well, it would be quite funny if I thought, oh, I can't believe it. I don't know, how, I don't know why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I am an absolute fraud. Yeah. <laughs> 
It'd be like, you know, if you, if you ever came across like a modest boxer, but oh God, you, you're looking forward to the fight. He's pretty big. Yeah, I'm just he's glad. Have, me. You, have you seen the size of his arms? seen the way he's looking at me. I don't think he likes me. <laughs> Apparently all I've got to do is step in I've just got to eat your children. I've just got to step in the ring and I get the money. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Uh, Edison uh, kicked Jude Bellingham and won himself a free kick and Bella's got booked for it. I mean, that is visionary from Edison. He really is. He's done very well there. But the referee had already blown his whistle, which is why he couldn't go to the VAR. Yeah, stupid. Is that it? Okay. That's the reason. Because people said he should have let it go and then you pull it back. But that, that Have you always been such a bootlicker? Hang on. <laughs> Have you always been such a bootlicker? Oh, defending VAR now? I can confirm he has. Yeah. yeah. Hang on, what's going on here? <laughs> he should have gone to VAR because he, he shouldn't have blown so early. That's what referees are instructed to do. Yeah, but he, I mean, that's what I mean. The referee made the mistake there, didn't he? Yeah, and it's he did. just like, it was a poor display from mm. him. It was a very poor display. Jaden Sancho tweeted uh, in anger, this ref needs checking. He's right. I yeah. think he's in dangerous, in dangerous ground there. Why? Well, you can't have professional footballers tweeting about referees such things. I think I, if I was, all joking aside, if I was a UEFA bigwig, which is my destiny, let's be honest, <laughs> um, then... Uh... You'll be getting your boots licked in future. <laughs> That's the plan, isn't it? Jim, if you're still in tow, then I will. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, yeah, he... I, I just I just think that that's the kind of thing that you, you don't really want. I, I, I do know what you mean. Mm. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying because it is, yeah, like his word carries a whole lot of weight. And if There's enough pressure on referees. The referee's not given. The referee has given it because of what he believes to be what he saw. Yeah. Now, yes, it was yeah. wrong. He's got that wrong. And, yes, he probably should let it go on. It's a bad decision. And to be honest with you, having a bad refereeing decision like that without VAR uh, getting in the way, I found quite refreshing yeah. in a weird way. <laughs> Did you? Uh, do you think he should have gone down the route of uh, Jude's brother Joe Babellium, who Go tweeted on. a photo of uh, Didier Drogba from that? Oh, it's a disgrace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> I think that's fair. No words, just the photo. Dion Dublin said that uh, Man City goalkeeper Edison was wearing a nightclub outfit with his pink kit, yellow gloves and yellow boots. Clubs does he go to? He means a rave outfit, does he not? That's more like it, yeah. But I mean, if there is a nightclub where that kind of caper goes on, then uh, you and me will be there after lockdown, Jim. Will we? I should say we'll so. Turn up for the book. I should say so. Uh, City, oh, had... you're going to have a horrible night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? I'm going to have a lovely time doing my normal thing, and you'll get really bored very quickly because no, your feet will hurt. I'm going to drink. No, I'm going to have to go around in your weight. Go. That's Jim Campbell from the football <laughs> that. Uh, Manchester City had a penalty overturned after the referee realised that. Uh, that Rodri done a bit of a Rivaldo. Yes. Pep claimed that he didn't see... He oh, it took it. so long. I was starting to think yeah. that the, the replay was was an NFT, maybe. Mm. That they were, like, <laughs> you know, like finalising. <laughs> Sorry, we've just got to render his head. Wait yeah. one second. Stop looking at it. Stop looking at it. Only one person can look at it. Get, actually, keep looking at it. Get in while you can. I don't know what happened there. The ref, uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose that goes into the whole thing about the referee's performance, yeah. really, these kind of crucial moments. Um, it wasn't too inspiring. It was like he just stopped for a little daydream. Yeah, it's kind of like, ref, remember, we don't know what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know you're in a thoughts. You need to tell what's going on. And when he sort of walked over with the ball, I think whoever was on comms went, oh, he's, ob- he's obviously overturned the penalty. Yeah. The, the, um, you shouldn't need to fill in the blanks for the ref. That was um, an in- inadvertent um, bonus of VAR last night because I saw on Twitter that uh, Man City had been awarded a penalty and I was like, oh, I probably missed it. Maybe I'll switch over and see the replay. And he was still looking at the VAR screen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what about Phil Foden though, eh? Mr. One or two chances. One, he'll be very disappointed with with Jim, but he did get the winning goal. Yeah, he he weights everything so well, doesn't mm. he? The, 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 his, his passing and just 
where he lands it and, and, and just how he hits it into feet is fantastic. Although, actually, that said, Rian Mahrez had a lot to do from his ball uh, for the first goal and did, did it absolutely superbly. But, yeah, I'm just, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm just constantly talking about how much I love Phil Foden on this podcast and, and nothing has changed based on that performance. Well, you would say that he would probably be a starter for England in the Euros. What about Jude Bellingham? Well, I mean, Jude Bellingham played very, very well again as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, very mature performance. And You'd have him in the squad, sure. Oh, without yeah, a doubt. 100%. Yeah, without a doubt, right. he's, he's in the squad. Um, Not Gary Neville's squad. Yeah, I mean, you might leave but him it... out for Lingard. You've got to leave someone out for Lingard. <laughs> um, and what, do, do you take... <laughs> Uh, do you do you exchange Jude Bellingham for three right backs? Is that how it works now? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Like swapsies. Maybe. Yeah, yeah like Panini sticker books. Well, but, but some suggesting that Bellingham should maybe even start for England. He's been remarkably good. And 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 in England, you know, he will slightly suffer from the same as Sancho in that you don't see this player every week. Yeah. And I understand that people who do watch the Bundesliga are a little bit more au fait. Um, with uh, European football, such as Andy Brassel and the On the Continent crew, will think, "Oh bloody hell, he's been putting in these performances week yeah. in, week out, and suddenly it's at Man City in a quarter final." Well, you know, you well, can... yeah, do it in England and we'll watch. Exactly. Now we're listening to you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. you're speaking our okay, language. Yeah? Now you've presented some facts, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Was that so hard? Yeah, but it, but I mean, at the age of seventeen, I don't labour the point about his age, you know. But he looks a remarkably good player. I think the one thing that always strikes me with Bellingham whenever I've seen him is that in terms of the experience needed that comes through being put through so many different situations so you know how to react, Mm -hmm. I feel like central midfield is one of those where you need just complete control of your emotions, spatial awareness, and just an understanding of when low risk over high risk and vice versa. I honestly, are you kind of chosen? I honestly believe it's the hardest position to play on the pitch. Yeah, and I know yeah. that some people go well, obviously, and other people will say, "Oh no, but actually, if you look at this position, the fact is, you've got to be a three hundred and sixty degree yeah. player." Yeah, and and you kind of the expectation is mm. you have to be everywhere. Yeah, you you have to be everywhere, and you have to be there at the right time. Mm-hmm. And with him, I'm I'm just astounded. I'm almost watching for a mistake that you can excuse mm-hmm. as you know as as I suppose you know youthful ignorance but it just doesn't happen I wouldn't be against him starting he has to be in this sorry for England he has yeah. to be he has to be in the England squad yeah and I just kind of think I mean I don't know you could I, I kind of want to give him the keys and then at the same time because he's only 17 mm. that's the only thing holding me back from thinking god I don't want to rush but Sure. I mean, he is rushing and he's excelling. Yeah. Yeah. He's played in a Champions League quarterfinal, exactly, which yeah. is more than a lot of the, the other players in that squad, and particularly that, those positions are going for. Obviously, not Jordan Henderson, but he is injured, and we don't want to get too bogged down with England chat. But, uh, but my question to you, Jim, would be: Did the, um, the did the linesman also ask for Jude Bellingham's autograph <laughs> after the game? <laughs> Well, he should have done. Yeah, maybe he did. He's younger than Erling Haaland, which is, I know what you're referring to. Because, um, yeah, the linesman asked for Haaland's uh, signature, didn't they? Did you see him sing along to the Champions League thing? Oh. I absolutely love that. Did you hear that story about him driving around in his car, like belting out the Champions League thing? Oh, God. Haaland apparently just absolutely loves it. Oh, I just did hear that. Oh, Haaland. I thought you meant the, the, the lino. The lino, no. Um, the, 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 he's the one that the commentator or the reporter should be saying, oh, my goodness, hey. Champions League quarterfinal. Do you yeah. ever think you'd be officiating would this? You, would you? <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. I mean, if he's asking for Harlan's autograph and so I mean, that's yeah. you know. Was it his autograph though? What is he? What is it? Bagiristain. I'm just saying. Was it? Oh, I guess yeah, I'd get Foden, Foden to have a word. Oh, sorry. 
So, Alan, could you sign this? Yeah, well, yeah and then you just draw the contract around it later. Exactly. I'm just saying, yeah. It's amazing you only wanted five grand a week. <laughs> <laughs> Mina Raiola's exploded. In the What's coming out of that printer next yeah. to Jim's head? Oh, <laughs> the contract for Manchester City. I, I am actually starting to think that there is some sort of uh, like interdimensional trickery going on here mm-hmm. and that Erling Haaland yeah. is what Nicholas Bentner thought he was. Like, manifest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Also, can we just quickly look ahead to the second leg of this because this is apparently the first time City have won the first leg of a European quarterfinal really the stage is set for Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola to pick the maddest oh, yeah. team he can oh, think yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. like himself and Edison in the middle <laughs> like Zinchenko and De Bruyne swapping Sean, positions Sean just for a laugh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's going to be great Julie in the back four yeah. yeah if any of the coaching staff have got a, even a toe on the ground they will be saying to Pep Four, three, three. Just nice and simple. Don't overthink yeah. it. Just easy, easy. They've got to distract him, haven't they? It's, oh, like, they it's like your Larry mate who gets to that stage. Like, right, he's gonna go off the wall. We have to distract him yeah. with keys. Maybe get him arrested. It's three o'clock in the morning. He's put a roast on. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is out of control. Like he needs help. But I mean, they've played with the false nine all season, so he might just be going. You know what? We're gonna play. Maybe with we a should real play line. a striker, and everyone will go. Yes, yes, Pep. That's just crazy enough. It might work. <laughs> Oh, well, we look forward to it immensely, ladies and gentlemen. Five in the wall, and it looks like a skirt to boot. Messi goes through. (laughs) There he is. There he is. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. It's now time for emails, and this one, this email jingle is from one Stephen Spencer. Love the game Now hit subscribe Please send us a note We won't reply Email show at footballramble.com Show at A ukulele that didn't make me want to throw stuff out the window. (laughs) That's impressive. This is, Stephen, that's bloody excellent. I am am astounded at at our listeners' talents, and I think we should make an album of all these tracks, which we can send us the extended ones, and we'll make all a lot of money. We'll send, we'll sell it for for our own profit. (laughs) What was his name? Stephen Spencer. Stephen. He sounds handsome, doesn't he? Does. He did sound. Sounds very handsome. Yes. Good bone structure. um, A bit stubble as well. Mm. You think because this is kind of um, there's almost a sort of a Hawaiian vibe. Yeah, like a slightly less annoying Jack Johnson. Yeah, Mm. that that's what I'm sort of thinking. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you you think. Top off, beautiful man. Yeah, if Jack Johnson could handle himself, he'd sound like that. <laughs> Are you saying you could beat up Jack Johnson? I mean, he leaves some of that piss weak stuff he comes out with. This is a strange <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know, but do you, not, do you ever not listen to someone's music and think, oh, this is quite good? You seem quite. Mm-hmm. I mean, I reckon I could take you. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever do that? Paolo uh, Nutini. Yeah, you see? I'm, it's a thing. ABBA, no. Steps, yes. Okay. I'd, I'd never thought about this before. Spice talking. Girls, no. All Saints, no. Fifth well, iteration of the Sugar Babes, maybe. Uh-huh. What troubadour do you think you could take, Marcus? Uh, 
I'd back you against Westlife. All of them. Yeah, I think. No, I think I could. Yeah. Oh, actually, uh, maybe no. Maybe just three of them. I'd back you against the Backstreet Boys, but not necessarily in sync. Yeah. Okay. So let us know what celebrities do you think you could take in a fight? (laughs) Musicians. Yeah. Musicians. Sorry, I'll go with my email. Uh, from a musician who I probably couldn't take, Alex Christian oh, of yeah. Rambling Through the Streets of Islington. The jingle we played last week, I think, yeah, which was very good. First time I listened to Joey Badass's World Domination, I couldn't take Joey Badass. I was astonished to hear him say, I'm Brett Warmerod, around the one fifteen <laughs> mark. Not only was this mistake mixtape astonishingly mature and old school for a 17-year-old, but also this New Yorker had a remarkable knowledge of legendary Blackpool strikers. After a few spins, though, I realised that it doesn't really sound much like he's saying Brett. A quick check of the lyrics gave me a far more explicable, I've been going raw. (laughs) (laughs) I can see how that's happened. Yeah. I can see how that happened. Do you reckon I could take Ed Sheeran? Yeah. I think you'd want it more. (laughs) I think he'd be like, why is this man man of a similar height hitting me? Yeah, I I, th- I think you do it in quite a vindictive way. I think you try to you try to hurt him no, with yeah. his own guitar while you know shouting lyrics to his own songs. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. I think you've I just... you've made me do this in that kind of way. Yeah. I think I would have to get him to start on me first. I'd say, go on, sing us a little song, and then as he started playing his guitar, I'd like just cut all the strings, <laughs> and I'd be like, go on, what are you gonna? Because I I don't think I could throw the first punch, Jim. You don't think you could? No. So okay, you'd so have we... to goad him into it by breaking his guitar. Yeah, and you've got scissors on you, ready, like prepared for. Well, he's that. already got scissors on him, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So who would you who would you throw the pun- first punch at? Oh, I don't. I don't think I could. Vish. I don't think I could. What about Blur? Because you're you're a big guy. No, I like Blur. So I've, I've seen Blur. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, were you, were you? Did you see them waiting for a fight? Then were you waiting outside? <laughs> this conversation is getting <laughs> way ahead of us. Isn't it? <laughs> My goodness, we are very much lovers and not uh, brawlers, aren't we, Vish? Go on then. Go on then. Uh, Show at footballramble.com, everybody. Right. Um, reports suggest that Celtic could announce Eddie Howe this week. Announcing Eddie Howe. That would be quite the business for them, yeah, Jim, considering that they were pretty piss poor this season, although there's still a bit of the season to go, and one or two things to play for. Um, but uh, the suggestions are saying he won't start in, uh, in at Celtic until the summer. Harry Redknapp has given him uh, the highest of praise. Eddie is a very bright, clever lad. I don't think you'd want to spend a month on a desert island with him. He'd take a video machine and spend all day looking at football tapes. Video machine? Yeah. <laughs> video machine. Like tapes. Yeah. It's been a while, isn't it? it? Harry's been out of the game for a while. <laughs> Good old Hazard. I love that, though. Just basically just say, oh, he absolutely loves his football. He's, he always studies it all the time. Yeah. Don't have a dig at him. There's <laughs> just no need. I don't think you'd want to spend a month on a desert island with him. I, I mean, I don't really get that. Like, yeah. Well, sandbanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that deserted. But just the idea of it, like, oh... Brown Sea Island. Yeah, but like it's down that way. You probably want, you know, if you didn't really know him, yeah, you probably wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Well, I tell you something. I mean, it, it, presumably, when people talk about that, they mean they've been shipwrecked on a desert island. Yeah. But if if Eddie Howe's come prepared with a, a video machine and football tapes, <laughs> then this is like a deliberate holiday where they've stranded themselves for a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's because of the point. Not, actually, yeah. I think he's actually. I mean, we don't. 
I say it's not a show I would watch. I would absolutely watch that show. I mean, I watch Lost. I'd watch anything. <laughs> he's yeah. trying to paint him out to be like a Pep Guardiola, sort of an English Studious version of nerd. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. he's all he's done is made him out like a manager who actually cares about the football. <laughs> exactly, <yeah. laughs> Why bother looking at the opposition? What's the, what's the need of that? Just make your changes at half time and then hope for the best. <laughs> Put an extra goalkeeper on the bench. You're golden. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But Celtic looking to do a big old rebuild. Um, incoming chief exec Dominic McKay is arriving uh, about three months earlier than 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 previously planned. And it is, you know, if Celtic get Eddie Howe, I think I think that is, a, is is a great bit of business. I mean, to to respond so quickly to what Rangers have been doing, they're a bit, you could argue they're a bit fixated on the ten in a row, which has maybe sort of distracted them a bit too much. But you can understand why they've been. Uh, Are they fixated. fixated on that? Because I mean, I mean, he's just got, winning the league. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they've got to change the manager anyway, haven't they? Mm. After after Lennon moving on, so yeah, it's you know, I think it's easy to look at. Either side of that that divide, and think mm-hmm. they're obsessed with the other, but they are they have ultimately got to just you know. Mm-hmm. Well, when I say they were fixated, you know, some have suggested that they were just putting everything into that season, and it, obviously whatever it was, the pressure, Rangers' performance, performances, and so on, got to them. But I think that looking at the you know the recruitment has been in question. European performances, all that kind of stuff. I think that's what they're saying. You know, on Sky Sports, they were you know comparing. Uh, you know, previous regimes. You know, I mean, Rogers had a, you know an amazing time there. But even going back to Martin O'Neill in Europe, they were they were pretty good and so on. It's very difficult, and it kind of goes in phases and and spits and spurts in Scotland just because of the nature of of where they are and, and the the players that are available and and so on. But with Rangers doing so well, you know, they have to respond. And if getting Eddie Howe is a part of that, and obviously a new chief exec and so on, then you would be a bit hopeful if you're a Celtic fan. Yeah, and presumably by getting in Eddie Howe, you want him to replicate what he did at Bournemouth. Um, but I, I mean, I was going to ask. Him up. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Ibe's going to go to Celtic, is he? Why not? Jack Wilshire on loan. In fact, that would be Ooh, that would be good. Where you go? Interesting. <laughs> See, I mean, it's potentially a good move for Howe, isn't it? But I think at it's the same time, if you, if you if you if you go there and you don't win anything for a while, or not, they're they're bound to win something. But if the, you know if he well, can't wrestle that, the league back, but Rangers went a long time. I mean, you, you're right. I think yeah, that, but in different circumstances, it was. But I think it it does bode well. They for got him. relegated loads, didn't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All at once. No, it was it was just one big hit, and, 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 and away they went. But I think you know, I mean, Rangers have been superb this season domestically, even in Europe as well. So they're out now, but. They had to respond in in some sort of way, as I say. Um, but I think how going from from Bournemouth to Celtic, it's it will be such a big change for him, mm. and actually it will give him that big club experience, yeah, which yeah. he may well not get in England. You know, yeah. people. If you think of Eddie Howe, people say, well. Yeah, but Bournemouth, you know, they did go down. Yeah. Um, the, the whole club was moulded around him. They'll look at his time at Burnley, which I think is a bit unfair because it was a while ago and think, well, he wasn't too sort of successful there. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's very unlikely to have that at Celtic, though, isn't he? So mm. be an interesting test of him in a different environment as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, presumably Celtic are getting him in with a view to having a bit of patience because if they, if they, mm-hmm. if they want a proper rebuild, you know, stuff like that takes time. Yeah. Just make but, sure you win the league in, well, in I mean, the next but, but nine that, years. But, yeah, but, but that's the thing. Like, well, do you do you think this is, I suppose, a change to expectations to a point whereby they expectations they appreci- will always be high, though. There. But 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 to an extent that maybe there'll be a quiet acknowledgement that Rangers look like they're they're kind of here to stay. Certainly for as long mm. as Gerard's still mm. manager. Do they think right? We can we can rebuild even mm. if it's a little bit slowly. We can be up to their level. Well, I think I think that. Oddly, I think, you know, you look at what Rangers did with Gerrard. They had to be a little bit patient with him. But, you know, 10 in a row was coming and that was absolutely massive. Yeah. And I wondered after the last season where Gerrard started to get the better of Celtic in individual games, 
was he then going to... Would he have then quit last summer? Thought, you know what, I don't want to be the guy who, you know, Celtic with 10 in a row and I'm the Rangers manager. But he stuck there because they realised, hang on, we're getting somewhere. It was those individual games against Celtic, they started getting the better of them. They thought, right, put the other results away, which mm. Rangers should do, if you think about it, you know, his recent history and, and quality would suggest. And they've done that and they've been brilliant this season domestically, as I say. So um, with Eddie Howe, they think to themselves, you know, it's ridiculous for Celtic to say this, and they and they want they want it sort of want him to hit the ground running. But if they just say right, win the league in the next two or three seasons, you know that would be considering where Rangers are, where Celtic are at the moment. I think that would be, you know, whether the fans and everybody else will think that, you know, sitting in my removed position, yeah, yeah, at the course, side of the border, yeah, yeah. I can say that, you know. But but it'd be it'd be an interesting shift in dynamic there because presumably when he takes over, his first game will be the first game back at Celtic Park with fans. Well, we, yeah, whereby, we, you know, we'll be, but yeah, sure. But, but whereby we'll be in a situation where having seen what happened over the last year, mm. knowing that Rangers are back, yeah. they're just going to want it that little bit more. Yeah. Understandably so. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how much mm-hmm. time he gets from the, from the fans, certainly ones in attendance anyway. Certainly will be. Certainly will be. Um, let's go down to the championship, uh, everybody. Norwich thrashed, thrashed Huddersfield 7-0. Uh, and they're on the verge. They are on the verge, really Jim are. Campbell. Pookie got a hat-trick. He's still there, whacking be, them in. It'd be great to see what he can do in the Premier League. It would be. <laughs> and the Euros. Uh, 25 league goals. I mean, do you know what? It's interesting, isn't it? Side like Norwich, they, they go down, they keep a lot of people, of yeah. course, and they're just going to come straight back up. And they've been absolutely magnificent. And, and Daniel Farker, Daniel <laughs> Farker, ladies and gentlemen, he was. He said about his team's performance, it's not all about back heels and flicks. The most important topic. Do the voice. The most important to- I can't do I need to work on that for next season. because well, A little be bit hello, hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say that. Um, <laughs> the most important topic is to be tidy and clean in the key topics. Come yes! on! Come on! Come on! Big fan. That is what, back. He knows, he knows oh, we're waiting for him, doesn't he? He yeah. does. He said, I can't complain too much. I was full of joy and could have danced on the table, if I'm honest, but because we played so well. But I wanted to show respect to our opponent. Do they set out a table for him or something? I think he should do, yeah. 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 I decided to leave the dancing table alone out of respect <laughs> yeah. I usually windmill at this point but I decided to keep it, keep it in oh dear he said I would have taken a dirty 1-0 but we want to entertain our fans dirty 1-0 <laughs> I mean, I do you mean, want him on the table or a dirty 1-0 I don't want him anywhere within 100 yards of me if he's going to talk like that <laughs> he's going to be back baby back in the Premier League and we're looking forward to it. Oh, chaps, we mentioned uh, uh, yesterday, I think it was, uh, Rebecca Welch making history in the EFL refereeing a match, first female to referee an EFL match. Well, get this, Seek Brothers Boops and Sonny Singil will make EFL history this weekend when they become the first pair of British South Asians to officiate in the same championship game. Let's hope we don't see any sibling rivalry. <laughs> yeah, it's offside. No, it wasn't. Oh, you always tell me what to do. I'm the referee. You're my assistant. I do like the idea of refereeing teams being families. Yes. Like, you tell you what, you have a go at the referee, you're going to have to answer to his dad because he's running oh, the line. Oh, that is good. Yeah. That is really good. Great. Yeah. Oh, mate, would you referee a game with your brother, Jim? I mean, the game, we'd, we'd, it would be a scandal. We'd, we'd be mm-hmm. terrible. With your dad involved as well, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would not be a good referee. No, your dad would be. No one would mess with him. That's probably true. Is your dad hard? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. he's, he's old now, but he's, you know, old man he's hard. got old man strength, hasn't he? They calcify. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Lovely man. Uh, genuinely. Um, anyway, yeah. speaking of the championship, uh, Tom Ince 
told a wonderful story uh, about an Ian Holloway training session at Blackpool yesterday. Um, so there was a random guy hops on the fence uh, to Blackpool's training ground in full England kit with Beckham 7 on the back and one of those JD sports bags over his shoulder, as Tom Ince says. Could have been Beckham. He won... <laughs> he won... <laughs> Beckham's never been to Blackpool. Uh, he wanders over to Ian and introduces himself. Turns out he's a waiter from a restaurant Ian was at the week before, and this waiter had told him he was a Blackpool fan and could play a bit. Ian offered him along to training. <laughs> Apparently Kevin Phillips pulled up in the training session and Ian put this waiter up front. <laughs> oh, if he's invited him to come to training, yeah. why is he jumping over the fence? I don't know. <laughs> why is he a full England kit with Beckham 7 on the back? This is their training session to work on shape ahead of their game on What's Saturday. happened here is that the, the waiter has gone to Ian Holloway. Like, I, I can play a bit. So do you, do you mind if I come along to training at the weekend? And Holloway's gone, yeah, 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 yeah cheers, mate. <laughs> yeah. And the waiter's taken that as an invitation, surely. I don't know. I think Holloway is more like, all right then, big lad. You know, a bit like when Redknapp put that guy on in the preseason yeah, friendly. Yeah. That did happen. Yeah. Um, well, when, do you remember Tim Sherwood last game of the season that he was managing? Got the there was a lad who was shouting, you know, th- throughout the last couple of months. So mm. he got Sherwood dragged him out of the crowd and sat down and gave him his gilet. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Turned out that was a good idea. Yeah, actually, yeah. that was that was Mauricio Pochettino. <laughs> 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 oh, super. Love old Holloway. Uh, right then, uh, everybody. Oh, tonight, more Champions League action. Bayern versus PSG. Porter versus Chelsea. We look forward to that, gentlemen. We do. Hopefully that Chelsea defence will be tightened up after Big Sound gave them a shellacking on the weekend. <laughs> so uh, there we are. Um, Jim, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a, a latest book club episode with you there and Kate. It is, yes. Uh, Kate and I sat down with Ricky Hill to talk to him about his career and uh, his book, Love of the Game. Uh, he talks a lot about the frustration he's faced as a black player trying to break into coaching, which predictably and frustratingly was very difficult for him uh, despite the title winning successes he had coaching in the US and the Caribbean and it was a real insight into the reality of something we've all heard a lot about and you can hear it on Football Ramble Presents now. Lovely old job. Nice one, pal. Well, on tomorrow's show, Jules, Pete and Andy will be in your ears talking about those footballs. Until then, say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Vatusha Hantaraja. Goodbye. And it's goodbye for the This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.